Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi and welcome to the show today. We're going to be talking about fear and Those of you that know me know that I follow an amazing parenting guru. She's my inspiration. She is, she forms the basis to all that I do. She forms the foundation for my parenting practice and as a mum. And I think that her work is so profound and so vital for every parent today. Her name is Dr. Shafali Sabari. If you haven't heard of her, do look her up. That's S-H-E-F-A-L-I. And her last name is Sabari, T-S-A-B-A-R-Y. She goes as far as saying that the number one obstruction in the parent-child relationship is fear. And I remember when she first said that, I was kind of like, really? Surely there's other things. Surely there's, you know, I was reeling off these various things. And without fail, every single thing I thought about came back to fear. And when we're in this fearful place, usually it is future-based or past-based Because unless you're in a fearful situation, you're in a house that's on fire, or you're in an accident in a car, or you're in deep water and the the wind comes up or you see a shark, then you'll be fearful in the moment. But for most of the time, as parents, there's no fear in the present moment. Fear is a worry about something that hasn't happened, or a regret about something that has. So as soon as you go into the future with a thought or into the past with a thought, you leave the present moment. And when you leave the present moment, you cannot meet your child's needs. And when we are in the future or the past and we are in fear, and it, it doesn't need to be kind of scary fear, but any fear that takes you to negativity or lack, shame, blame, worry, doubt, projection, they're all fear-based. And whenever we're coming from that place, we cannot enter the present situation with compassion and kindness and neutrality. You can't be neutral if your underlying emotion is fear. And our children need us to be neutral in situations that they are failing to um, negotiate well. So if they're not negotiating a situation well, they're behaving badly or they're doing something else, if we tap into that negativity and lack and get worried about what they're doing and the effect that might have on them in the future, 
or that, oh my God, same old, they're doing it again, when will they stop? When we enter that space, we're then entering it in, in a position where we cannot give them what they need. They need us to support them through whatever it is they're in. And we can't support somebody if we are triggered. So we're triggered by the what if. What if my child doesn't get an A grade? I'm going to use this because it highlights it quite nicely. I'll do an A grade and I'll do food because those are big triggers for us as parents. So the A grade is concerning children that are older. So what if your, your report card comes, the report card comes home and you don't see the A and you had expected the A? Well, one, it's never good to have these sort of expectations because very often reality doesn't meet our expectations because we, we put the bar too high and we raise our expectations to a point that we can't guarantee they'll be uh, met. So you hope that your child's got an A or you want your child to get an A and they come home and they've got a C. So you're like, oh my goodness, what if? What's going to happen? They might not get the grade they need at the end of the year because if they've got a C now, that means they're going to need a higher grade at the end of the year to average it out. And oh my goodness, the average might be B. If they get a B, they might not get into the university they want. If they don't get into the university they want, they might not get the job they, they want. And if they don't get the job that's going to pay them enough money, they're not going to be able to live near me or whatever it might be. It goes on and on and on, chasing the next thing, being driven by fear. So in that situation, what if they don't get an A and they come home and the report card says they've got a C? What if needs to be replaced with what is because right now the report card in front of you says a c so what is the reality there's no fear in this reality right now if you see it as just being neutral it is they have a c so what are you going to do in this situation that is going to help your child because going down the the, the any other route bar being present in the moment, in the now, takes you out of the, the, the present moment and into the future, into fear again. So replace the what ifs. What if they don't get an A? What if they don't pass their driving test? What if they don't make the baseball team? Into what is and stay in that place to the next what is. And you work through it and it keeps you in the process rather than... than um, focusing on the end result. And when you're in the process, in the present moment, the next moment will speak for itself and the next one and the next one. So if we can stay here and not be trapped by going to a place that we have no control of, we have no control of the what ifs in the future. We only have control of what is happening right now. And I've spoken to this quite a bit in terms of grades. So if you want some information on how to, to help your child navigate through um, this process or help yourself navigate through report cards look at some of my previous episodes on the podcast because they'll help you so let's go to the other example that I mentioned so what if you have a three-year-old and he's just going no I'm not eating any vegetables I don't want broccoli I don't want the carrots I don't want that fruit no way I hate it so your mind's going to go to Oh my goodness, if he doesn't eat his vegetables and his fruit, he's not going to be healthy. If he continues to eat like this, he might not 
grow up strong. If he doesn't grow up strong, what's going to happen? There's nothing you can do about the future. The only thing you can do is manage the moment in front of you. And if you want to shift your relationship from what's happened in the past, he might not have eaten broccoli. I mean, in another example, your child might have not eaten vegetables for a couple of weeks. And so now you're coming to this moment thinking, oh my goodness, it's been two weeks, he hasn't eaten vegetables. Or if you're here, but it, it happens in the moment, I'm not eating my vegetables, you're going to go to the future. And the minute you go to the past or the future, you're, you're taking yourself out of the present moment. And what does your child need from you in the present moment? They need you to connect to them in the here and now. They're not eating the broccoli. So enter the what is. This is it. They're not eating the broccoli. What can you do in this moment? You can uh, chat to them about it. But as soon as you go into your fear about it, they're, and you're trying to control them and force them to eat it, and maybe thinking about, well, I could tell him he'll have, he can have ice cream if he eats his broccoli. Then you're rewarding him for eating broccoli. So if the ice cream's not there, he ain't going to eat the broccoli. But do you really want him to be eating it on the condition that something else will happen? So you have to enter the present moment. The reality is he's not eating his broccoli. So what can you do? Support him through it. He might be upset. Support him through it. You can't force a child to eat broccoli. My, my, younger, my eldest child didn't, aged, I think he was about 18 months, he decided he wasn't going to eat a whole load of things. And I remember friends of mine saying, so what does your GP say about it? I, I, I looked at them and I went, my GP, why? My GP doesn't know. And they said, but, but, you know, you should probably take him to the GP because he might be deficient in minerals and things because he hasn't been eating very well. Again, they're going to fear. And they were, if, if I hadn't been in a better space, I could have gone to that place as well and taken him to the doctor and said, he's not eating broccoli. Well, what did I expect the doctor to do? Drip feed him broccoli? No, the doctor can't drip feed him broccoli. I know the doctor would have said, don't worry about it. It's just a phase. But I didn't go to the doctor because I trusted that he would eat broccoli when he was ready to eat broccoli. And I kept putting it in front of him and saying, there it is. And he didn't eat it and I took it away. I didn't, I didn't make a big scene about it. And he's the best of eaters now. But I could have really set up a, a bad pattern between him and me and between him and food if I had gone on and on trying to force him, bribe him, coerce him or punish him for not eating the, the fruit and vegetables. He's a huge guy now. You wouldn't know that he hadn't eaten fruit and veg for however long in his early, early days. Was I worried? Of course I was worried. I'd, I'd be inhumane if I wasn't worried. But I had to stop that worry from influencing every moment of connection that I had with him and from it allowing me to go off into the future and not being able to manage the current reality and what was happening in this moment. Is it easy? No, it's not. It's, it's, it's hard, but I do believe it's a better place to go and a better place to help support your children in the current reality, the what is. So replace your what ifs with what is and stay here because the here is usually safer. So I hope that's helped. 
And as ever, if you have any questions, do reach out to me. You can always get hold of me and I would love to chat with you further. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.